Welcome to the Devoted Podcast. We are excited for episode number two. Um, and I am your host, Caleb Shaner, and I'm here with my co-host and pastor, Ben Heffernan. And we are excited to be in the uh, studio here. Um, just we got some more truths from God's Word, and we're excited to share them with you. The title of this podcast is going to be The Burning Heart for God. And that that statement, having a burning heart, is is uh, it could be a difficult subject to 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 even try to think about because when you think about a burning heart, you don't really necessarily know in the worldly sense. You know, when your heart burns for something, you have a strong desire, mm-hmm. yeah. and so through that strong desire, we often strive in the world uh, for wealth, for money, for popularity. Um, with, uh, you know, with these different, uh, with like Instagram, Facebook and stuff like that, where people do anything for attention mm-hmm. and, you know, we ought to, you know, and I even think about athletes, you know, whenever they strive for great, you know, what they call greatness, um, is they always, they dedicate their, their time, their efforts, even putting their body through some pretty intense, uh, workouts and physical, you know, uh, just strain that, but it's all for just a few minutes of glory on the field or, um, you know, a person who wants to be famous, you know, puts in all that time and effort into editing videos and, and working on, on all their, all their stuff. And, uh, but for what, just for, you know, 20, 30 minutes, maybe of just glory. And, uh, but you know, with God, he desires all of our heart. And as Christians and as believers, we ought to have that burning desire for God, um, a heart that just yearns for Him. Um, you know, it, our day ought to start with God, mm-hmm. and it ought to end with God. Mm-hmm. Every day when we go get up out of bed, we ought to be able, we ought to hit our knees, and we ought to say, "God, thank you for allowing me to get up today, mm-hmm. um, allowing me to to breathe mm-hmm. today." And just thanking God for what he's going to do ahead of the day. You know, we don't know what's going to happen that day. We had plans, but as we both know, uh, plans don't go according to plan um, sometimes. And so we ought to trust God to to get us through our day and to be able to end the day saying, thank you for getting me through the day and your many blessings. And um, in Colossians 3.23, it says, and whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the mm-hmm. Lord mm-hmm. and not unto them or unto men. Yes. And so, you know, our day, our, our being, everything that we do mm-hmm. as, as, chi- as children of God, as Christians ought to be, ought to be, um, just all giving everything to the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, everything are from the very first, our time ought to be with God, even our time at work mm-hmm. and at play and, and just in fellowship, it ought to be all directed to God. Yes. And so, uh, one of his attributes, um, in a Bible study we do is, uh, there, there's one that's where God is jealous mm-hmm. and it's, and you know, you, you read about his jealousy and we can't as, as, as human beings as flesh uh, can't comprehend how you can be jealous without actually, you know, 
having all these this pride and this this worldly sin involved in and being jealous and god desires all of our attention and so our heart ought to be focused on the lord and that's what here in colossians and whatsoever you do do it heartily i mean just with every ounce of your heart everything um as to the lord and not unto men you know we so not only we we strive uh to be pleasers of men sometimes um at work um even just in normal conversation sometimes we can puff up our chest and be like oh i got a better story and you may not realize it in the moment but you know you're you're striving to be to be to be looked at to be like oh okay all right he's he's got he's got a story he's he's got something to him to his name but if we don't have christ it's all in vain um you know we we ought to have that burning heart um with yeah. that point, what do you think, Pastor? Well, I'm just thinking about that aspect. I love that heartily. And, and there's only, you have to have a cause to do something with all your heart. You know, if you're going to have a passion for something, I mean, you can have passion for tiddlywinks, but what <laughs> 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 it, 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 does it really matter? Does it, does, it, uh, does it have value? And what drives you? You know, something when you when you look at something that drives us, there's something that's important, that's precious to us. And uh, you think about what He's called us to do. We are to do all for the glory of God. And so, as you begin to realize the aim or the motivation that God has for us, you know, doing all for the name of Jesus Christ, uh, we get to participate in the greatest cause that is of the universe. Mm-hmm. And when, when that really grabs a hold of us, I think that can really help us to build that. We want to do with our whole heart because we realize that this is, I, 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 if I live for myself, I mean, I can be, I can be wholeheartedly in, in that. I mean, I can pour myself into it, but it's a pretty shallow cause. Hmm. And it's not, it's not worth putting all of my time and, and, and value into. And uh, yet, when you talk about exalting the most exalted being in the universe, you know, and, and the one who's made me and I get to lift him up and make him greater and make him look bigger to other people and help people see his excellency. You know, that's something to get excited about. And uh, may God man, help us to, to see his beauty and see his glory so that we do have a passion uh, for, for what he's allowing us, you know, we're partnering with him in this, in terms of the gospel ministry. And uh, I think it's, it's exciting. Mm. It is. It is and, you know, and when you think of burning, you also think of excitement. I do. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you said, I mean, there ought to be an excitement to serve the Lord. Um, you know, I think about the, you know, not only burning heart, but I think of a, just like, a, you know, we mentioned earlier, the passion to search and to chase the promises of God. Mm. You know, we, we ought to, we ought to, to, to seek the Lord. And in Psalms 84, um, it says in verse two, it says, my soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts mm-hmm. of the Lord. Mm-hmm. My heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God. Mm-hmm. You know, David here is, or the psalmist is, is, is talking about just a longing, even to the point of uh, just fainteth. Mm-hmm. So it, that's like a very weary, you know, tiresome. Um, mm-hmm. I even heard it put as uh, spiritual sweat. Mm-hmm having that just in prayer and in that passion for the Lord, just having that time of just pouring my life out before him. Um, uh, That's good. 
we, you know, my heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God. So not only does our heart, but I mean, every, like I said, every ounce of our being, you know, God poured, he gave his life for us on the cross. You know, he didn't have to do that, but he wanted that relationship. And he loved us so much as a, as human beings, his creation, even though we did not deserve it. And we, even though we do not, we, you know, we don't show our love to back to him, but yet he's, he's still shared his life, gave his blood for us, died on the cross, rose again, and he's in heaven preparing a place for us. And he longs for that desire from our hearts yearning for him. Mm -hmm. And as Christians, if our hearts are burning for him, mm -hmm. it's going to show mm -hmm. to the point that we, we're going to start wanting to, to share with others. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that's how revival starts. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a saying that is said um, by uh, Stephen Olford. It says revival is ultimately Christ, ultimately Christ himself seen, felt, heard, living, active, moving in and through his body on earth. Hmm. Talking hmm. about the church. Hmm. That's good. If we have that passion mm -hmm. to that point with the, with the faith mm -hmm. that God gives us, just a, just a mustard seed mm -hmm. amount, mm -hmm. we can see God do amazing things in our country. Hmm. If we just let God set our hearts on fire yes. for his word. Hmm. And so the psalmist nailed it right there with that longing and fainteth for the Lord, um, to be with the Lord. Uh, Psalm 63, 1, it says, um, this is a Psalm of David. It says, O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Mm. Our land is pretty dry right now. Mm. And, you know, we're thirsty. Mm -hmm. But we ought to have that that passion for the Lord just to seek and to mm. to just be in his presence. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Any thoughts on oh yeah, passion. Yeah, you know, it's interesting we kind of talked about this last time in terms of seeking the Lord. You know, there was that devoted aspect mm. and he tells us you will find me if you seek me with all your heart. And so there is this aspect that God, he's worthy of this passion. He's worthy of a pursuit of him and and what you're talking about, that crying out, reminds me of Proverbs chapter 2, where he says, if you will lift up your voice after knowledge and, and cry, uh, and you extend your ear out, you're just you're, you're inclining your ear to hear from God. And uh, it, so there's an aspect of what kind of passion are we talking about? We're talking about the passion of a treasure hunter. You know, mm -hmm. I, I can't think of, you know, many treasure hunters that uh, are pretty apathetic about what they're doing. You know, they're they're driven by the thought of, Hey, I just I might be close. I've got another clue, and and I'm getting closer. And and this the value of what they seek drives them to go through. And it's not even the sacrifices they make on the way there is is uh, seen as nothing in comparison to the value of what they're pursuing. And ultimately, Proverbs says that when we uh, seek wisdom as hid treasure, that then we will understand the knowledge of God. And it really is the value of knowing. God or knowing Jesus Christ, which Philippians chapter three talks about, you know, the surpassing value of him, the, the excellency that's above and beyond everything in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And so the greatest reality in the world is God. And the fact that we get to know him 
is a treasure and a value that is worth pursuing and a a wholehearted search. And that uh, when we get a taste of who he is, it, it, it changes, you know, it's kind of like you get a little gold fever. <laughs> we need a little God fever <laughs> and uh, get a hold of that. And it burns in our hearts and says, I, I've got to have more of this. I've got to grow. And you get a taste of the peace and the love and the joy that he fills our lives with uh, when we know that he loves us. And we just, we just know his word. You know, his, and I think it's interesting because you're talking about this burning heart and that really I think the scriptural basis for this in terms of that goes back to Luke 24, where you know, they said, did not our hearts burn within us when he opened to us the scriptures? Mm-hmm. And so it's really through the word of God that um, that we're able to enter into that. And I'll, I'll, let me read real quick something here that uh, James Stewart says, um, the Emmaus experience can be ours today. Notice that this heart glow came through the exposition of the Old Testament writings by the Redeemer himself. I believe the desperate need of the hour is for Bible study. Hymn singing will warm your heart, but the blessing will not last unless the Spirit of God unfolds before your wondering gaze the beauty of our Lord. When we have a delightful view of the majestic Redeemer, then our hearts will burst forth into singing. (laughs) And so I, I love that aspect of the, the need of the hour is Bible study. And we think, oh, man, I want passion. I want something else. Let's study the Old Testament. Oh. <laughs> but, it, yes, there's some work involved, but we're seeking hid treasure, and there is the treasure of, of the revelation of who God is. And we get to see the glory of the Lord in this. And as God's Spirit opens the Scripture to us and we see God for who he is, that's when our hearts are going to burn. Mm. And, uh, boy, we need the Spirit of God. We need the Lord Jesus to, to do that same ministry to us. And I think he's right when he says that that amazing experience can be ours today. Mm. That's Wow. That is <laughs> that is impactful, just thinking about that. Um, man. You know, a thought that comes to mind is the passion and burning comes with a price. Hmm. You know, you mentioned that price of a treasure hunter. Mm-hmm. Um even in that quote, it comes with with a time of sacrifice of your time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you are no longer you know you're no longer lost in a dark, sinful world when you accept Christ as your Savior. Mm-hmm. When you ask Him into your heart, you know you are saved by the blood of Christ. Um, and the price you ask is, as a Christian, we have to fight mm. every day. Mm. You know, I heard it put this way that a uh, the Christian life is not a playground. Yeah. It's a battlefield. Mm-hmm. And every day we ought to fight for, you know, we, we, what we fight is our flesh. Mm-hmm. We fight our desires. Mm-hmm. We fight our thoughts. Mm-hmm. We fight, uh, we, don't, we don't fight flesh and bone. We fight mm-hmm. the principalities yes. of the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, we fight against uh, Satan and his enemies yep. or in, in, uh, and his, his being. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we ought to, every day, we ought to get up saying, today's another fight. But, you know, with God, I'm going to win. I'm going to come out of this victorious. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Satan wants nothing more than to keep you out of a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. He wants to keep you down and out of his, out of God's will. Because if he can do that, seclude you, make you to where you don't witness to anybody, where you just, you just show up on a Sunday morning and that's all you do. You don't read your Bible. You don't fellowship with other believers. You just kind of 
uh, say, yeah, I'm, I'm a Christian. You know, I know I love the, I know the Lord and, you know, but do you really know the Lord? Because mm -hmm. if you really knew the Lord, Satan wouldn't be able to keep you down mm -hmm. and out of God's will because you would fight and you would have that passion and that burning desire just as a boxer, mm -hmm. just to push through every round to try to win the victory mm -hmm. over that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I mean, there's a price that if you're like, I'm ready, I'll, I, you know, I'll, I'm a Christian, I'm ready, I want a burning heart. Mm -hmm. We well, just got to be ready because there's a price to pay. Mm -hmm. And as you fight, Christ already paid that price on the cross. Mm -hmm. And as your and as his child, he protects you. Mm -hmm. But there's still a, a point where you have to be in God's word, mm -hmm. reading and growing. And you have to be in prayer, constantly fellowship with the Lord. And you have to be in fellowship with other believers mm. so that whenever those times of temptation do roll around, you're able to fight through those. When Satan whispers in your ear and says, you're not good enough for the Lord. Mm -hmm. you, you've you already fallen way too many times. Might as well just stay laying on the ground. Mm -hmm. You can go, nope, nope, because I'm going to get back up and I'm going to keep going because God defines who I am in scriptures. Mm -hmm. And you don't. And, you know, when Satan reminds you of your past, you remind him of your of his future. Mm. You just say, <laughs> Satan, it's 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 over. Mm -hmm. You know, you can you may you may be torturing me now mm -hmm. in this life as I try to fight and I try to push forward to the you know to run the race set before me. Mm -hmm. um, you keep trying to trip me up, mm -hmm. but listen, I got the victory overall. Christ mm -hmm. has won this victory, mm -hmm. um, and we're going to see that even in uh, if you read Revelation, you'll see that. The second coming of the Lord is victorious. Yes. And so, um, you know, running the race set before us, I think, of 1 Corinthians 9, mm. uh, where it talks about um, running the race. And, it's, and it says this, 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. Let me get there. It says this, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all? But one receiveth the prize, so run that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. Mm -hmm. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. Mm -hmm. Paul is talking about, you know, he's saying, I run, but not as I don't know what I'm running for. Mm -hmm. He's like, I know what I'm striving for. I see, I, I know the prize. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm running. And I fight not as I'm beating the air. And that, that, mm -hmm. that is a symbolization of, of shadow boxing. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't just sit there and just, you know, just beat, mm -hmm. beat the air just because I can. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I have a fight. I have to put my gloves on. I have to put my fist in, in a, you know, against somebody else. You know, uh, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. Lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Mm -hmm. Wow. Paul's talking about. I'm going to keep my body under subjection. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let my flesh and my thoughts and my desires control mm. me. Yeah. You know, Paul is saying that I, that way, whenever I preach to others, whenever I share the gospel with others, I myself mm. am not going to be, you know, I'm not going to try to draw them in by my own words, mm -hmm. by my own way of thinking, by my own, my, my own heart's desires, because my heart's going to be full of the Lord. Hmm. And I'm just going to pour out into somebody else hmm. because I have kept my body and my mind under subjection. That's good. Um, 
What do you What do you think so far? Oh man, I'll all your thoughts of those. That, that's that's great because as soon as we start thinking, oh, I'm going to do this to have this warning to realize, you know, so there's going to be a battle. It's going to Satan's going to attack, and uh, man, it's it's such an interesting aspect. To, so you've kind of given us a little bit of the warning. I'll give a little of us a little bit of encouragement too. There's another passage in Philippians chapter three that talks about the same thing about striving for the prize you know that aspect and he he says forgetting those things which are behind me but striving you know and pressing on towards the mark and so there's this aspect of of you know pursuit in the race one of the neat things that he says in that passage is he says i have not attained but i he he's striving that he may apprehend and the beautiful aspect that he says there apostle paul in philippians 3 says that i may apprehend that which i have also apprehended that Christ has apprehended me. And so the illustration I think of in that passage is that, yes, like I, well, I mean, I got several sons, and they all are want to play basketball at some point. You know, a little kid, we, we'll have these little uh, orange uh, basketball goal that can extend upwards and mm-hmm. get up to about five or six feet or something like that. And, and so I'll be playing with um, uh, my two boys in basketball, but my little son – uh, little Jeremiah, when he was a little kid, he he couldn't reach as high as those others, and he could never throw the ball up into that goal. And so I would come along, and I would pick him up while the ball's in his hand, and I would lift him up to where he's above the goal, and all he has to do is put the ball in the hoop and everything. Mm-hmm. And that seemed to be an aspect of that that balance there, but that God has grabbed me and grasped me for this goal. And so the encouragement that I find in that whole passage is, yes, there is a great responsibility. I the little my, my son still had to put the ball in the hoop, but he could have never done it without me. And I had lifted him up and I had empowered him so that he could. And so even the, in the in the midst of this battle, um, like you mentioned there, it's the Lord. You know, the, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might, and put on the whole armor of God. It's it's He that allow He's grabbed us for this. He He's called us. <laughs> he, he He's commissioned us he's empowering us he's seeking us before we saw him and uh, so it is it is going to be a battle it's going to be temptations there are going to be things that uh, things are going to be alluring to us to distract us from this pursuit and this devotion but uh it's it's an excitement to know you know if if i will just do be obedient to what god's given me to do he will empower me to do all that uh, is before me so i think that's that's a great um great uh encouragement in terms of everything that we're talking about the battle and yet the strength that we have in Christ. Mm -hmm. I was, uh, we're coming up on graduation Mm. season and I was just kind of curious to, I like looking at uh, different, you know, commencement speeches and stuff like that. Mm. And there was one that came across my uh, Facebook page and it was Denzel Washington. And he had a he had a commencement speech at a university, and the first thing that he said, he got up there on on the, behind the podium and he said this: first thing, put God first in everything you do. Hmm. And of course, he went on and he explained how God will help you get through some of the trials and and uh, other other things. But I was sitting there and I was like, you know thinking about graduation, whether from college or from high school or um, here's, here's, here's a verse, Matthew six twenty one, And it says, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Mm-hmm. 
And where you put your treasure, where you put your heart, that's where that's where everything's going to be. Mm. If you put your heart into the world, mm. making money, becoming popular, becoming, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that in the sense of if if that's what God puts in, you know, if you're fearing God's will and that's what he puts in your mm-hmm. in your life. Yeah. You know, Solomon had fame and riches. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. So I'm, I'm not saying if you, you know, have wealth and stuff. But if you, you know, if it's if God's not in it, then it's for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but where you put your treasure, mm-hmm. and that treasure also has a has a a meaning behind it of desire. Mm-hmm. Where your desire is, there will your heart be also. You're mm-hmm. desiring after the Lord, longing and hungering for the things of the Lord. That's where your heart's going to be. And, you know, and, and so I think about, you know, I kind of mentioned uh, running, uh, we, uh, running a race. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think about an illustration. I read a story once and this was, can't remember. I think it was like an Olympic. I don't know. If, I don't remember. If it was, I think it was a college. It was a co- collegiate uh, track and field race. And this, uh, this, you know, they, they were all lined up, all the runners, and they were running and running. And, of course, they put in all this time and effort into this one big race. Mm-hmm. And they're running, and one of the runners, uh, I think they tripped or, or fell or something, had a cramp. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they couldn't proceed. You just see them drop. And all of a sudden, you see the runner just get up, and everybody's silent, just watching and intense. Like, what's this? What's going to happen? You know, and then the, the runners just waving off, you know, those that are trying to run and help, you know, and, and it starts to get up. And, and then as they start going a little bit, and then it falls back down, but it kept pushing because it wanted to, you know, they wanted to finish the race. Mm-hmm. But one thing that touched my heart was the fact that as this runner is trying and, and not making it very far, and hurting and, and, and with the pain and even just the feeling of probably failure, mm. you know, cause they didn't finish the race, you know, so they have to finish the race to, to complete it. Mm. The runner's father was in the stands and the father was running down the, the, and during, you know, down the stands and he's, he's pushing people out of the way and he's yelling out to his child, don't give up. Keep pushing. Keep going. I'm coming. And jumps over the, the railing of the stadium and runs out onto the track and picks up his child and walks the child over the finish line so the fin- so they can finish the race. Mm-hmm. And you think about that and you're in the connotation of Christ, how we run a race and we're going to fall, you know. We're going to, you know, things, you know, things and we're going to get injuries and along the way, but Christ is there and he picks us up and he's like, I got you. And he just carries us across and, and, and helps us out until we can get our stride back. Yeah. And, you know, can you say without hesitation, God is first in your life yeah. without hesitation? I mean, you can say as soon as I... You know, as soon as the questions ask, is God first in your life? You can say, yes, I, yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Or is it, um, well, mm-hmm. are you hesitating? Mm-hmm. You know, I even think about that in my own life, my own Christian mm-hmm. walk. It's like, man, things come up and, you know, life happens, mm-hmm. you know. Um, 
we ought to live to please the world or please the Lord, excuse me, not the world and man. Mm-hmm. You know, our goal is not to please man, it's to please the Lord mm-hmm. in everything we say, do uh, to God's glory. You know, the Christian life is not, uh, like I said, it's not a playground, it's a battlefield. Mm-hmm. So fight. As a Christian, we ought to fight. And if you don't know Christ as your Savior, mm-hmm. you're on the wrong side. And we're, you know, Christ is pleading for you to come and to become his. Mm-hmm. He's he's ready, he's ready to sign the adoption papers. Mm-hmm. He's ready. Right now, you're just an orphan searching for a home. And the world, they promise you a home. They promise all these riches. They promise all the, mm-hmm. the glory. But if you don't have Christ in your heart, then you're just gonna wander aimlessly because eventually it'll run out and it's not gonna satisfy mm-hmm. as Christ satisfies. And that's where that burning heart and that desire comes from. Mm-hmm. It's just wanting, is being a part of something bigger than ourselves, mm-hmm. being a part of God's family. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, mm-hmm. you know, a father who never leaves us, who loves us, who gave his life for us, mm-hmm. is one that I am so grateful to know mm-hmm. and to be a part of his family and to know him in my heart. Mm-hmm. And so, um, Got a couple seconds here left. What? Anything closing? Well, yes, I, I definitely want to echo that call that uh, God, uh, if there's someone that's listening uh, today that does not know the Lord Jesus Christ, doesn't uh, know that desire, I think what can we, um, the, the Bible says, call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's ready to hear and to answer us. And we praise the Lord for that. So. Amen.